Hey, thanks for checking out the Airborne Youth Podcast. This week you'll be hearing a teaching from our guest speaker. You guys are awesome. Uh, wow, I feel like I'm in a high school play or something. Um, I, I want to stay in this place and uh, steward the presence of God. Do you guys feel him? And just the openness of his heart right now. Um, Dylan asked me to speak on authority. So that's my topic. And um, I'm going to start out. Well, first, let me say this. Right here, I got on my knee and I asked my wife to marry me. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that crazy? Um, I want to talk about a, a love story. This is an um, encounter that I had. Um, actually, Dylan was there. We were in Mexico. And um, since we're talking about authority, this is kind of a, a demonstration of authority, so I, I thought I would start with this. Um, Dylan and I went to Mexico, and we were tag team preaching every night. And it was wonderful. We were having fun. People were getting healed and set free and all that kind of stuff. And Anyway, one night uh, I spoke, and um, I never know what I'm doing. So I, I spoke, and I go down, and I'm praying for people, and it's going down and saying things. People get in touch, like, God loves you, bless you. And I come to this guy, and I say, come out, like that. I didn't know what I said. I scared myself. And the guy fell to his knees, started choking. And I was like, oh, my gosh, did I do that, you know, not knowing what happened. And um, that wasn't bad enough. The, the guy then, he put his uh, nails down and his tongue came out and he started speaking some crazy language. And then it was a demon, if anybody hasn't figured that out, okay? <laughs> then the demon took the guy's hand and put it in his mouth and he tried to bite the guy. And I was like, oh, my goodness, this all happened in like 10 seconds. I didn't know what to do. So I took the guy's hand and pulled away from his mouth, and the demon tried to bite me. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what, what is going on? I, I hadn't, I've had experiences like it, but this one was pretty significant. And what happened is the entire church stopped and watched. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, no, pressure is on. What did I do? Um, so I just, uh, I figured, well, God, you started this and you're going to finish it. And so I just waited for a minute. I didn't, you know, all my training didn't really come to me in the moment. I just waited. And then all of a sudden I feel this like, thing in my belly. I'm like, oh, wow, that's powerful. I feel it. Shut the up, up, And I started screaming this tongue. And the demon, the guy holds his ears because he can't stand what he's hearing. I have no idea what I'm saying. Probably Jesus loves you. And I'm saying, and I'm saying, and he, the, the, the guy's cringing on the floor, holding his ears because he can't handle what's happening. And so I have him bound, and Dylan's on the other side of the room. I say, Dylan, come here. And um, so I got Dylan, and uh, everybody's sweaty, like really sweaty because it's Mexico and there's no air conditioning. And we dogpile this guy. And this is about authority, right? And we're just laying on this guy, wrapping around him. And I'm saying, God loves you. 
That's not going to happen anymore. It's over. It's over. God's here now. You're not going to be tormented anymore. God loves you. God loves you. Nothing's happening. Dylan's doing the same thing. And um, then I get angry and I say, no, God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. And I start screaming at him. Probably not something you want to do in life center at the altar, but I really felt led to. And then it, it cracked. And this cry came out of him. It felt like a two-year-old boy. He just wailed and he wailed and he wailed. This guy couldn't understand a lick of English. But I would, you know, what you say is powerful. That you, what you say is creative. You're actually making a realm of the spirit every time you speak. And so this... This kid's crying, and I would I'd pray the love of, I would create, i say, God, I pray in the next two weeks that you would come to him every morning, that you would wake him up, that you would put him to bed, that you would come upon him in the middle of the day. And he doesn't understand with his intellect what's happening, but the, he just starts bawling. The more that I create love from the spirit and pour it over him. Um, and this goes on for like 10 minutes, and I think, okay, that's good enough. He, he's got it. And uh, I get up, and I, I keep ministering. I go down the line just praying for people. And then I just I look back, and I think full restoration is when he is filled with joy. And so he's still on all fours. And um, I go over to him, and I say, now, Father, fill him with your love. And instantaneously, he's on all fours. He jumps up, and his arms shoot out. And the power goes out in the whole place. And I'm scared. I think it's another demon. I'm like, oh my gosh. About 10 seconds later, the lights come back on. And he's jumping and laughing in circles. And he cannot stop. And anybody he gets near to breaks into laughter. It's uncontrollable. And this didn't last for two minutes. This lasted the entire night. And then a few days later, we, we came back. Or we went to a different church and he came. He was still doing the same thing. Beautiful. So beautiful. You know, demons don't necessarily just leave. It's love that comes in. It's love displacing something. And so, about a year later, I went back, and I was scared. Sometimes you do deliverance on somebody. You're not there to put them together. Bad things can happen. And I went back about a year later, went to the church. I just couldn't find the guy. I was like, oh, gosh, something terrible happened. And then I realized the guy had been transformed so much I couldn't even recognize him. He was the most handsome, competent, on the, you know, on the ball guy in the entire place. He's on the worship team. Unbelievable. And so authority. Authority is this. It's love. Jesus came... Because of love, so we could give love, so we could have love, so we could end up in love. The worship was so prophetic, it's so wonderful. All is your life is about is love. All spiritual authority is not authority, it's not some like hot anointing, watch out, I'm gonna come get you. It's love itself. It's a realm of the spirit where you know Jesus, he didn't um He didn't do any miracles until he went to the Jordan and he heard this. 
This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. And I think all he was doing was having God encounters in public. The same thing the father was saying to him, the same sensation that he had, he was giving to other people. And so just in a pursuit for authority, does anybody want more authority? Does anybody want to cast a demon out? No, seriously, put your hand up. All right. We're going to pray for this. I bet you it's going to happen. Watch. Okay. Hands up. I'm serious. Keep them up. Lord, I just pray that you would take note of every hand that's up. I pray that you'd release an act of righteousness prepared ahead of time. God, I pray, I pray that you would uh, cast out Satan with your very finger, God. I pray for bold love to be on your people, God. I pray for bold love to be on your people, God. Thank you. All right, guys, now look for it. Watch for it. It's the funnest thing in the world. All right, I got so many jumbled notes here. So I'm just going to go for it here. I'm going to share my heart. Um, So Jesus, being in the spirit is being in love. It's not feeling a tingly. It's being where you actually feel what God feels for people. Right? Um, And... It's not only what you, what, what God feels for people. You know, you, it's hard to give away something that you don't have. Um, so here's a little term. Received love equals authority. Experienced love equals power. Isn't that an easy recipe? Your experience of something is a realm you bring somebody else into, right? Um, and I don't, it's not just uh, an experience of love by the Spirit. I have a, uh, just a revelation coming to me about, you know, Jesus, after he got baptized in the Jordan, he came to do, to start his ministry. The first thing he said was this, He said, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He didn't say the spirit is on me. He said, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And I think, you know, it's kind of important. I love the Holy Spirit, but I think sometimes we think the Holy Spirit is the weakest of the three or something like that. Um, I've never seen the Holy Spirit lose a fight. (laughs) I've never seen him lose a fight. And our battle is not necessarily to slay every demon. Our battle is to be in the Holy Spirit. You know, God's defeated every single enemy. And as we're in the Spirit, we're absolutely unstoppable. And the Spirit is love. And so even this, even the concept of heaven. Do you know that God doesn't just want to put the Spirit on you. He actually wants to fill your life with heaven. With heaven. That's, that's different than my religious mind. With heaven. And Jesus even said this. He said, when you pray, pray like this. Your will be done. Your kingdom come. And do you realize that your manifestation of heaven on your life is the authority that you walk in? 
And it doesn't come as a work, like I'm going to try so hard to get something. It's the free gift. And I just say over you, the kingdom of heaven is at hand over you tonight. Right? I love heaven. We're in heaven right now. This very moment, do you realize that we're in heaven? That this is the, the very breath that Jesus released is what we're inhaling. This is not just oxygen. It's the very presence of God. You ha- That's nuts. He said, receive the Holy Spirit. That's what we're breathing. There's more than just a tingly presence. Why do you think it's called the outpouring of the Spirit? Do you realize where it's coming from? Do you realize what's upon you? You know, see, in the spirit, we can say, oh, I can feel that he loves me. But do you know that in heaven, there's not a little bit of peace. There is absolute, complete rest. Nobody's wondering if they're loved in heaven. Nobody's suffering from insecurity in heaven. Right? And I don't think I'm stretching it. I think that God wants you to be so bold that you you stop taking a cup and start taking a bucket. And you think that he has a bucket for you. You know, maybe the only hope for your generation is that you would call so much heaven down. You'd say over and over, your kingdom come, your will be done. Your kingdom come, your will be done. That you comprehend how much he loves you and you start walking in a miracle dimension and casting out demons in your high school. That is not hard. That is not hard. We just got to come here every Wednesday and, and receive this. Right? Oh, God. Oh, God. He's so powerful. And he loves us so much. And so, walking in the Spirit is walking in a personal encounter. And it's, it's not just when you're at church. It's when you wake up in the morning, what do you hear? Do you hear, this is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased? Is that the first thing that hits your heart? When you go to bed and you're about to close your eyes, is that the thing that hits you? You know, that's reality. That is more real than anything that we can touch or see. That the only reason you exist is to be loved. The only reason you exist is so he could shower something upon you. You are the beloved. That's your name. And he's saying it 24-7 over you. This is my beloved son. This is my beloved daughter with whom I'm well pleased. It's so simple. It's not even fair. And that that experience is actually a key to a generation. You want to get all the fear out of ministry, all the fear out of sharing with people. You know, perfect love casts out fear. That's all that is in heaven. That's all that is in heaven. And I really believe that God, you know, says that uh, we're living letters. That God... The only reason you're alive is to be loved. The only reason you're going to heaven is to be loved. Your remaining life is a story that God's going to write to you. 
Don't you think that's heaven coming to earth? Isn't it more than just a moment at worship? God, he purchased a destiny for you, purchased a life for you. He purchased everything for you, your entire existence. I got one. I got one. (laughs) And so part of receiving God's love, it's not just understanding the concept of who you are to him. I think heaven coming to earth is more than a power encounter. I think it's the story of who you are to him and the story he's going to write for you, right? And you have to know something about God that he loves a good story. He is the absolute best storyteller you've ever seen in your life. And he likes underdogs. He likes impossible odds. He loves buzzer beaters. He loves dramatic endings. He loves the weakest things he can find to do great things in them. You know, it says in um, Jeremiah 29, 11, he says, I know the plans I have for you, plans for a hope and plans for a future. Do you realize that you're not just alive? I'm going to tell you uh, an encounter I had. I wasn't going to talk about this, but I am now. Okay. So one day I was walking across the front of the sanctuary, and this guy stops me, and he hugs me, and he whispers in my ear. He says, I see a movie that's really unclear uh, but that movie is going to be in HD. And he said, that movie is your life. And I was like, oh, that's a really encouraging word, right? Thank you, buddy, you know? And then he says, I see very clearly on the side of it, 4211. I said, okay, thanks. And he said, no, it's very clear, 4211. I said, okay. And uh, I think I got my encouragement, you know, go with God, God is for you or something like that. Thought I could hear, and I I leave that conversation. I walk over and I sit down uh, next to the girl who's my future wife. And I'm about to talk, and I say, I have a dream last night. And she said, Hey, I had a dream last night. She said, You kept trying to show me a movie uh, that was really unclear, but it was going to be in HD, and that movie is your life. I'm not, I, I am no more destined than you are, I am no more special than you are. And heaven coming to earth is not coming to church once a week. You know, God did not give you a ticket to heaven. He gave you a ticket to bring heaven to earth through your life. It's not like this thing that's impersonal. It's your very story of who you are. It's everywhere you go. It's everything you feel. It's every breath. And so how are you going to know God loves you if it doesn't come into your life? If it doesn't come into your story? Right? So, 4211. Remember that? Okay. There's a couple things it means. It's fun. This is really fun. I'll tell you both of them real quick, just so you guys can get wild. Okay. 4211, the guy came back the next day, and he said, oh, I found 4211. He said, it's the, there's four books in uh, Psalms. If you have a like an old King James, you'll see there's four different sections. He said it's the fourth uh, book, the second Psalm, the 11th verse. It's Psalm 91, 11. 
because um, in this HD movie, he kept saying, and the angels would take care of the stunts. The angels would take care of the stunts. This is the verse. It says, he will command angels concerning you. This is the verse that Satan tempted Jesus with. Like, come on, jump off. Doesn't it say that the angels are going to take care of you? So that means I can take risk. But here's the other thing that it means. It's Psalm 42.11. And this is Psalm 42.11. It says, why are you cast down, O my soul, hoping God? You know, in order for you to connect to your script, because you have a movie that's unclear and it's going to be in HD. You really do. You're not just alive. You're not just a human being. You're a child of the living God. And he purchased you for himself. He owns you 100% of every day of your life. All the rest of your days are his. And he has this script. But to access your script, here's what it takes. Hope. You know, this is what can happen. You're like, I got my salvation ticket. Okay, I'm good. And every once in a while, I come and get tingles in worship. That's not going to bring the heaven that he wants to into your heart. That's not going to connect you with your script. You're not going to fulfill your role in your generation. I was talking with Dylan about you guys today. Um, what do you think is on your script for this season? Can, do you, that's pretty crazy that there's a story that you're living out that he wrote ahead of time. This is not far-fetched optimism. This is reality. You know, it says in Psalm 139, it says, David wrote this, before one of my days ever existed, you wrote them all in a book. The reason you're here is to be loved. The reason you're here is that God could fill your life with heaven. You know, what's going to save Harrisburg? Heaven. Heaven on earth. You know what's going to restore all things? Heaven on earth. Not, you know, not like throwing little pebbles at a wall, heaven on earth. And God, you know, you guys are trees. He wants your roots to go deep. He wants you to grow up into something strong and fierce and alive and powerful. Right? The oaks of righteousness. These guys right here? Okay. Damick in there too. Nathaniel. And so, guys, there, there is a, a love revolution that's beginning. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to sweep up America. It's going to sweep up the nations. And what we have to realize is that God isn't going to decide to be good. He already has decided to be good to us. You are not going to become a son or a daughter of God. You already are. You already are. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. And if you are in the Holy Spirit, he has no authority and you are in the Holy Spirit. The only thing he can do is lie to you and tell you you're not. But that's a lie. He's the father of lies. That's all he can do. And so, you know what healing looks like? Healing looks like this. I believe. I believe God has a plan for me. You know? He, it says that he's, he's the God of hope. 
He didn't say he's a God of power or the God of this. He said he's the God of hope. Every day, all he has for you when he looks at you is optimism. He's, it's like the ultimate scavenger hunt. That's your existence. You only belong to God. And when you can strongly begin to hope, when you say, soul, I don't care what you're saying, hope in God. My mind knows something my emotions don't right now. Right? My mind knows something my emotions don't right now. That's true. See, imagine that there's a, like a plane in front of you. Hope is like this. It's putting your face into heaven. Understanding that all of his thoughts are for you. It's that everything that happens works for good. Imagine how happy you would be. Imagine what life would be like. What I'm saying is reality. You guys are this generation where you're the one who's going to cross over. You're going to see the healing of nations. You're going to see the reformation. You're going to see beautiful and wonderful things. And it's not going to happen by any other way than your personal heart, your personal testimony, your personal story. You guys are living letters. And God wants to write something on you that goes deep. Oh, my gosh. I feel this strong. Sorry. We're going to go to... um... Oh, Jesus. Don't you like being in love, in the realm of heaven, where there's no superstars? There's just family? Oh, God. It's a love revolution. Okay. All right, this is Isaiah 61. Okay? This is why um, the Holy Spirit is on you. Okay? This is the other thing Jesus quoted after being tested. He said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. I love that one. I love binding broken hearts. I love the idea of him taking a life and wrapping something around him and letting it heal. To proclaim liberty to the captives, the opening of prisons to those who are bound. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Um, And there's one here I want to read. That they may be called oaks of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. that, That they may be glorified. That they may be glorified. That you would be glorified. That your life would be glorified. And look at this. This is where it gets rich. They shall build up the ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. Guys, I believe that there is a raw goodness and love of God that he has for you that's nothing like you experienced. It's nothing like you experienced. And that we haven't really seen what a son or daughter of God is. We haven't really seen one. Like if one really got it, if one captured the hope of their calling. Oh my goodness. One person could flip a city on its head. Right? So,
Do you guys feel special? Do you feel loved? Do you feel like it's not going to change? That your emotions can change, but this doesn't change. I want to give you the, you know, he never changes. He's the same every day, every moment. Because here's the thing, hope has the capacity to grow. It's like a muscle that gets stronger and stronger and stronger. Um, because what brings heaven to earth is when your mind and your heart connects with your script. And that's some radical hope. I think God has some stunts for some HD movies in this room that you have not begun to comprehend. You know, what if some of them are in this next year? What if God wants to come that close and be that real to you? I don't think I'm lying. I am think I'm waking you up. Ding, ding, ding. That he is that good. And that you guys are really called to steward something. You know what they said? You know, Charles prayed for years. He said, I want to be at Ground Zero Revival. Okay? And then he gets here and God said, this is Ground Zero. Okay? This is what the prophets say, though. They say this. They say, it'll start in the high schools. That's your script. That's who you are. You guys are called to receive and walk in love that this world has never seen. Chris Valentin had this big vision. He said, uh, I saw a major breakthrough in Pennsylvania that's going to change America and then change the world. I might be looking at it right here. I want to give you guys radical faith and radical hope that God favors you, that God has a story for you, that you're living below your pay grade. Right? Okay, stand up. I'm sure it's way late. Um, and I want to pray for you. I want, I want to uh, lay hands and impart heaven, give you a measure of the Holy Spirit. And so why don't you guys come down here? All right, lift your hands, okay? We're going to call this a, a, a divine appointment tonight and that this is part of your story. All right, Father, I just thank you for these precious lives, God, that, that you have chosen. Father, I just pray that, that, uh, that the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ would rest upon them in such a powerful way, God. God, that the places where the enemy has gotten a foothold and they, they wonder if tomorrow's going to matter, they wonder if today matters, they wonder if destiny matters. God, I pray that your truth would just come like a fire and it would burn up every lie. God, I pray that they would be in the bosom of the Father at all times. I pray, God, that they'd be abiding in the Spirit all times effortlessly by grace, God. I pray that you'd open their ears God to hear this is my beloved son this is my beloved daughter this is the one that I chose this is the one that I will use this is the one that I'm going to bring my kingdom to father I pray that you would release heaven upon their life in measures that they have not even begun to comprehend I pray for hope I pray for hope God I pray for hope I pray for hope and I pray for dreams I pray for hope God I pray for hope for a generation God God, I pray for hope. I pray for hope for a generation, God. I pray for hope for a generation, God. God, I pray that you would ride them. You would use their hearts to release your hope. You'd use their hearts, God, to release your desire, God. I pray they would know you like you really are. 
pray the peace of God upon them. That they would rest in your arms. Thank you. Thank you. The same way he loved Jesus Christ. The same love. The same intimacy. It's upon your life. You are so significant. You are so special. Thank you. This podcast was recorded live at a Wednesday night youth meeting. To find out more, check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching Airborne Youth.